1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read PG-13. Alright folks, welcome back to the last Mountain West Wire. Excuse me. Yes, MW Wire. Mountain West Wire. We're not editing this, Eli. We're keeping it.
0: No, we just gotta roll through it. Basketball
1: like- basketball edition. That's Eli Betker that we're back to talk one of our many previews of the season because the season is technically we're gonna have to hurry on these podcasts. We're less than one month away from the season beginning officially on November sixth.
0: Yeah, it's coming up really fast.
1: We are doing our top twenty five countdown. You're spearheading that, getting those together. So if you're not checking out our hub on the homepage, Top 25, Mountless Players of the Year, I know it's not every Nevada player uh, their child, the wife of the coach or their play by play guys. There are other teams involved, but checked it out. We're talking today. Colorado state Rams. That's our, right. Our last podcast really quick. We, um, Oh shoot. Who do we even talk about? Um, uh, yeah, Utah state. Sorry. I That's used, right. I'm like, okay. I'm like, wait, we, it was, it was 10. My Skype said we talked 10 days ago because we were not planning properly for this, <laughs> but that <laughs> was, we are getting there. Utah state was our last show. Go check that out. We're going back-to-back new head coaches. So, so we're going to Colorado State because the fans demanded it in a vote. So the Rams, they – so if you don't follow about Rams basketball, first off, thank you for listening to Get Educated. They have a new head coach because uh, they now have Nico Medved, who took over, coming over from Drake. And he said also Furman, is that right?
0: Yes, four years at Furman and one year at Drake.
1: One year at Drake. So making the big jump up over Larry Stacey, who had a uh, contentious exit. How, do, how how do we say his exit was with the university?
0: tumultuous
1: tumultuous. That's what I was looking for. But it was a yeah, it was odd. It was a buyout situation. He's hanging out. Isn't his home in Malibu or something? His second home.
0: I can't remember what Justin Michael told us, but it's, it's somewhere around there. I think.
1: He's hanging out at the beach over at Pepperdine University, just chilling. Mm-hmm. So he's gone, mm-hmm. which we don't need to rehash that. But just be nice, be fair. Yeah, you can be mean and still nice. All right, so let's get to these teams here, Colorado State. They are hoping with the new head coach. There's a lot of different type of goals you want to set for your team, because with Ustashy, the main thing was, as you we noted throughout the years, is that it was always let's build JUCOs and see what happens. Because Ustashy, even when he's hired, I think you agree with me, he wasn't like a long term coach more than maybe like five or so years.
0: Yeah, I think that's
1: probably accurate. And so, why build too much for the future? I guess not that it's purposeful, but it's a it's kind of lazy recruiting. I mean, it
0: might be, but I don't think it's as bad as some people suggest because when you're at a non-Power 6 team, the best you can usually do in terms of recruits is probably a 3-star, maybe the occasional 4-star. And the Mountain West does have the likes of UNLV and San Diego State who are in contention for 5-stars quite often, but to build off experienced Juco talent I don't think is the worst route, but when it doesn't pan out, that's when you receive a lot of backlash. And I think that's why Colorado State has produced a number of average products the last few years because the JUCO talent
1: just didn't quite pan out. It did it pan out, but also last year was a bad year. There were 24 wins the year before. The surprise team in 2016, 2017 only won 10 games last year under Eustachie. And this team has had potential. Like They've done good Like with Tim Miles. Eustachie won 20 games three times, only made the NCAA tournament once with one victory back in his first year, which is kind of crazy to think about it. So what before we get to like Medved and who's who left and who's back, because they did lose some transfers due to the new coach, which happens, what do you think is typical expectations for Rams basketball year in and year out?
0: I think getting to 20 wins is probably a reasonable benchmark. Uh, it's not a program that we'll expect to get to the NCAA tournament every year because that's just not what it has been. But if Nico Medved can – Flip CSU into kind of what Boise State represents right now under Leon Rice. I think
1: that's a reasonable benchmark. Yeah, that's a pretty good response there. Good, yeah, that's good. Sorry, I'm trying to read his NIT stuff that's for CSU, but that's that's fair. About 20 wins and maybe get to NCAA tournament. What two out of five years? Yeah, that's fair. Because when they look at what they've done historically, NCA tournaments they've only been three times since 2000. So it's not like it's a team that's going. They've only had, what, a dozen NCAA tournament appearances ever. They're 4-11 overall, but going back to 1954, where made Sweet 16. Do they still have that banger hanging up there? Elite 8, 1969. (laughs) Hey, they played Drake that year but lost. just saying, there's a connection. Um, But they've also been NIT about, since 2000, they've only been to seven postseason tournaments. Three NCAA tournaments, three NIT, one CBI. So think that see- number
0: needs to improve. I, I mean, I can understand NCAA tournament appearances, but not getting to NIT or CBI year in and year out is, is a bit more concerning.
1: In 18 years, I guess it's 18, right? Or 17, whatever maybe may be, 18. Seven tournaments in CIT doesn't really count. It's there just because, right? I guess so. I But, yeah, I think it needs to be – do you think NIT every year should be the baseline?
0: Um, I mean, maybe – I don't 10. know if baseline's the right word, but like goal? Reasonable goal? Yeah, reasonable goal should be to get to around seventeen to twenty wins in an NIT bid. I would I would think so.
1: Okay. So that's what they what they're gonna be at, or what do you think they should be at? And that's fair because they're a team where they've had enough success with enough different coaches. It's not like they've had a one coach for thirty years or twenty years. Like look at Utah State, let's go but to Stu Morrill, he was at CSU as well, so we kinda tie it together they're still working on what they want to do with their head coach, with their second coach since tomorrow has gone. It's not like they had a long-term coach, look at that success, and is it going to be the same? They've done it with multiple coaches where the success has been about the same. So it can be done regardless of coach. They've seen the coach to do just a little bit more, right?
0: I mean, I would have to say so. I'm just I'm digging through uh, CSU's reference page right now, and since – College basketball moved to the bracket that we know today in 1985. Colorado State really hasn't had a long-term head coach for much longer than seven years. So, Moral was there for seven years. Tony McAndrews was there for seven years, um, and it's just kind of rotated in and out. So, I don't know if how long Nico Medved will be in CSU, and he already seems like a coach that will be moving up ranks as quickly as he can, going from. Uh, Furman to Drake, and now up to the Mountain West with CSU. But if he can be that guy that turns CSU into a program, I like to say something like what Boise State is under Leon Rice. I think it would be a successful uh, coach hiring.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Like it's going through like what they've done. We're not going to go too far back, but they have had like it's hit or miss, I guess. Like, <laughs> did you see what Tim Miles did year one? not good oh it's 16 in conference no play. conference wins sheesh okay uh let's move on to the actual team but just looking back historically it makes sense of what they what they could be because they've only been ranked twice in the past uh since 2000 they've only ncaa tournament three times like i said they had only been a higher seed or a favorite seed once when they made that sweet 16 run in 08 or excuse me 2012 where they're eight seed you say she's your number one so all right, so let's find out, who's, his, who's the head coach? Who's Nico Medved? He was at Drake, what did he? what did he do there in his uh, sing, singular year out there in the, uh, let me guess, Horizon Conference? Am I right? Is that right? In the Missouri Valley Conference. Ah, close, Missouri yeah. Valley, hanging out so with he, the Greg Marshall.
0: <laughs> that's right. He uh, pushed Drake to a 17-17 and 17 record, which was actually, all things considered, probably a pretty good performance on his end. Both of the programs that he's coached at, Drake and uh, Furman, he's turned around quite quickly. Drake won just seven games a year before Medved came in and won 17. And then um, under Furman, he did much of the same. Started off a nine-win team, pushed that to 11, up to 19, and then 23 in his last year. So it's been consistent improvement under Nico Medved. And he'll look to do the same with CSU, the program that won just a handful of games last year.
1: Should be noted, he is also a CSU from 07 to 13.
0: That's right, another 10 Miles product. So this is... Second podcast in a row, we have uh, Tim Miles' product as the
1: new head coach. Exactly. So Tim Miles, let's uh, see what he does in Nebraska. So it's a, uh, let's just say this: Tim Miles is a great Twitter follow.
0: I don't. I don't even. I can't even speak on that. I don't. I don't oh, really know.
1: He does good things. So he, no, he he does. He's a when he's at CSU, he did fun things. When he's on Twitter, he does great things. He's an interesting guy. He's a fun guy. He's an energetic guy. So
0: I think Medved kind of echoes that a bit. I know that
1: a lot of the people that cover CSU were.
0: Pleased with Medved having open practices for the media and that's something that you she never. Boy.
1: So they yeah, put down, that's, a, it, that's a big deal. They tore down the Iron Curtain? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's been down.
1: Oh boy. That's good to know. get some news on this team. It's like uh we make the joke about national secrets, even though Air Force still hasn't told anybody who their defensive coordinator is, it's good to have some, <laughs> some transparency every now and then. Yeah, definitely. You don't need to make every practice open. You don't need to make media be able to watch the whole two hours or whatever, but Give him at least half an hour, okay? Come on. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. You can come shooting free throws. It doesn't matter. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> All right, so Medved, he's like a fast riser. He's been firm in a couple years, um, draked one year. He's been at Minnesota as an assistant, been at CSU, so he's been around a few different places. Who are the players? You keep track, to, track of this a little bit better than me, but who left with, when you say she retired or resigned or mutually agreed to part ways?
0: So Prentice-Nixon is the big loss for this team. Uh, And we'll add a little bit more on to that when we get it. But he was the leading scorer last year at 16.1 points per game. He's gone, as well as Shea Bob, who just averaged just under a nudge of 10 points per game. He started 28 times. Those are the main losses. Um, So although CSU is in much better shape than they probably assumed they would be in because they had J.D. Page who was considering transferring anthony bonner as well and then nico Carvacho almost left um to another program he decided to return and chris martin and oral roberts transferred had basically all but signed and delivered his way to oklahoma but he's decided to return when the rams hired nico medved so all in all colorado state their roster is in much better shape than i and many others would have imagined
1: so i have a list here of transfers um so you showed me a great great resource three man weave that's right people it's um three dash man dash weave.com go check them out they do great stuff so it's another resource i need for basketball because i, I people know i'm more of a football guy but i dabble in basketball enough to know what's going on i'm not the guy who says wake me up in march but maybe january <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but here's the thing looking through they mentioned newcomers i we got chris i assume all these guys are eligible chris martin hyron edwards from texas tech is he eligible
0: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, so I guess all these are Kendall Moore, Adam Thistlewood, and Redshirt Zoe Tyson, right?
0: Yeah, th- th- those are all eligible this year. Okay, just mm-hmm. so making sure,
1: because sometimes you see newcomers. It's a transfer, a shirt, They don't specify, so I figured mm-hmm. it's the case. So, like looking at the production, because who knows what Chris Martin will do from or or jeez or it's like uh, a- did you ever watch Dirty Rock, Eli? A
0: mm, couple episodes.
1: Yeah. Do you remember the rural juror episode? No. Okay. So. It's like, you know, who John Grisham is? Yes. Good. Okay. Thank you for answering one of those. Great. So uh, they make a joke <laughs> in the show. He has a brother who writes uh, similar novels, like law novels himself. So he had okay. one one title called The Rural Juror, which is clearly not very, doesn't roll off the tongue.
0: No, it doesn't. And so I'm like,
1: Oral Roberts. I'm like, oh, geez. So it's rural Juror. Exactly. The Rural <laughs> Juror. Oral, Ro- Oral Roberts there. Um, He comes there, but here's the thing if he's considered in Oklahoma, they're a pretty good basketball team.
0: Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah he could have gone to a high major program pretty easily
1: could he realistically be their best player I I would not be shocked
0: um, he was capable of averaging 15 a game he's a much more efficient scorer than what Prentice Nixon was last year and Nixon carried a great deal of the workload but shot just under 36% from the field Martin is more capable he sh- can shoot over 40% uh, from beyond the arc a bit more versatile on offense so I think he's going to be one of the guys that we don't, as a whole, talk much about in the preseason and then ends up being maybe a fringe third-team All-Mountain West or something along those lines.
1: Did he crack our top 25? I forget.
0: He did not. He was an honorable mention. Okay.
1: All right. That doesn't make sense to transfer. I think, I think the LA transfers were probably one of the Nevada guys who may be the New Mexico guy. No, but he – never mind. We're not going to get into that. We'll get to that later because I don't have a list in front of me now, I don't want to sound like a dummy. So, so he's they're made by Kim and JD Page. Like, I we'll get to our preseason like position rankings. You're higher on them than me. Is it because of those two guys, or is it also with Nico Cravaccio coming back, where they could have three guys average and maybe four guys average in double digits, depending on what Deion James does.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot of experience. I, the Colorado State team there's a lot of veterans on this team. They could start five upperclassmen in their starting lineup, so that's already pretty impressive and then just knowing a bit about Nico Medved's background with being able to turn around programs pretty quickly this is almost a similar situation that he entered when he was with Furman or excuse me with Drake picking up a team that had won just single digit wins the year before and uh, brought a number of those pieces back and and flipped it into a pretty solid basketball team so I, there's a lot of pieces that I liked last year for Colorado State too and I just think this team now that they have some direction and a coach that, <laughs> I mean, for lack of a better phrase, actually wants to run plays on offense.
1: Yeah, he actually I think coaches be much
0: better off. Yeah.
1: So you're telling me you want a coach that his motivation isn't yelling at you to play better, but actually showing you how to play better.
0: Yes, and running plays on offense.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like you're convincing me a little bit to maybe I picked to the longest stick of my prediction because that's what I do. Um, I like how like they they could are they really like maybe a team that could make the NCAA tournament? Because I
0: I wouldn't go that far. But sorry, go ahead. No,
1: no, that's no, that's, I'm just curious because I think for going kind okay, and doing some more of the research, listen to what you're saying. I probably have them too low because one thing that's key is upperclassmen returning experience. However, that's offset by one guy's a transfer is probably going to start. You have a new head coach. Because it's always in the tournament time, oh, we got juniors, seniors, that's why these teams sometimes are make those upsets, it could be a, like an all-freshman Kentucky team or something, just because they know each other so well and played for so much. I think there's a little bit of that here, but offset by two new guys who are going to be impact. But then again, if they make if they actually make plays, then how does that, how much does that counteract the other way again? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I, mean, there's, I mean, the potential's there for Colorado State to probably be, I would say, a top-half team in the Mountain West, but a lot of the guys that they do return last year won just one of their final thirteen games of the year and that was an eleven point win over San Jose State at home. But so that,
1: But that last half was kind of nutty with suspensions and the third having your third coach come in to be the interim. It I mean it was it was a bizarre situation
0: and I don't think many people expected Colorado State to win on any given night knowing what was going on inside and outside of the program. But it's still a fairly similar roster to what it was a year ago, so that is a reason to be concerned. But I still like the experience that the team has, and the addition of Chris Martin should help quite a bit.
1: Okay, now that that's if you have a big guy, that does that that could be a huge deal? And maybe mm-hmm. there'll be a team where they start slow because of the stuff. Then once mid January comes around, they're humming and possibly being better.
0: Do we want to go into the schedule a little bit
1: since you brought that up? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So, Go for it. sure, I'll go for it. I got it right here. So, sponsored by Pizza Hut on CSURams.com. Just there we it. go. That's out there. Do you like Pizza Hut? Is that a pizza of your choice of you? yours? Um, I mean, it's all right. You can do worse, yeah. You can do better, too. So, yeah, <laughs>
0: that's
1: fair. I just they just have a huge Pizza Hut logo on there. So, here's what they do they have a, they go to a tournament which is the Gulf Coast showcase a new tournament this year? It is because of it looks terrible. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> well, like, to uh, go back on why they're even playing in this one, CSU was scheduled to participate in the Rocky Mountain Showdown. It's either Showdown or Classic. I think it's Showdown, um, which was the tournament that was going to take place in the U.S. Olympics. Oh, that's right. Sponsored uh, by the Mount- yeah, I've been there. Yeah, the uh, in, U.S. Uh, yeah, Colorado, Colorado Springs. Springs. Yeah, and that folded. And, oh, uh, never heard it. So, <laughs> Uh, they're expected to bring it back next year with Carosta playing in it, I believe. Um, but for now, that's being put on hold. I guess it just wasn't ready, or um, the release was very vague on what actually went down. But that's the reason let me, let me, let me, let me Let me translate for you, Eli. We don't,
1: uh-huh. we don't have enough money or teams interested in for this tournament.
0: That's, that's probably the same <laughs> assumption, yeah. So, Gulf Coast showcase it is with Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Montana State.
1: Those teams aren't very good. Yeah. Uh the
0: <laughs> with Montana State's gone now that their top players have left too. Yeah, so.
1: they had one guy who was gonna go to UVU, transferred and then went to Montana State and so Yeah, that's not gonna help them at all. No, actually it could it, let's make this a good thing. These are all games they could probably win, right? Even getting to like when they do the actual in Florida, when they play Louisiana. Mm-hmm. those are all games where they could be then there's also toledo florida gulf coast or some other team so let's don't just kind of poo-poo on their playing this terrible tournament they could be like four and two or five and one
0: yeah, i mean they could be yeah
1: and that could that can go a long way for like a new coach new starting lineup transfer key transfers coming in so like playing a team like toledo florida gulf coast if that's who they play i don't even know who else is in the tournament but it's uh it's a positive where it could be gained where they could win, and that's what you need at this point.
0: Uh, yeah, it should be a decent test, and you play quality competition away from home down in Florida. So yeah. if, I mean, reasonable expectation, maybe you get to three, four, or even five wins mm-hmm. in those first six games, that would not be a bad mark for CSU.
1: Yeah, get, get a couple of those wins under the belt, be three and three maybe, who knows. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I'm not going to go game by game. There's a few are going to point out, because we have to put out the final year of the Missouri Valley Mountain West Challenge. That's right. Southern Illinois at Mobile Arena. Again, that's a. What are the Salukis supposed to be? Are they supposed to be anything special this year?
0: I don't believe so. I don't But remember it, like it. you said, again,
1: it's a 20 win team that
0: um, I think loses a few key pieces, but um, actually, it doesn't look like it.
1: I just wanted to bring it up. It's, a, it's
0: probably a winnable game if, if it's at home and uh, coming off the tournament of Florida. I just wanted to bring it up because it's the Missouri Valley Challenge. <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
1: See, all the only reason we brought it up. Um, and then like overall, their non-conference schedule kind of bounced around from what they have. But it, I believe the Arkansas game is part of the football series because they played them home and home. They played them last. They played last year basketball in Fayetteville, right? Yes. They did. Yeah. So it's part. It's probably a combo. They got Colorado, so it's some decent competition. Um, what other South Dakota, Long Beach State's okay, and Mexico State. So a non-conference schedule for the team they have. There's only probably the Colorado, Arkansas, would you say Long uh, New Mexico State probably games are not going to win?
0: Yeah, that's probably a safe assumption. Maybe and Long Beach State. Whatever maybe. the final game of the Gulf Coast Showcase might be. Yeah. so they, You don't know how that will turn out.
1: Yeah, so they could probably come out with maybe a winning record before league play begins right at the new year. I would say so,
0: yeah. Probably seven, eight wins maybe.
1: Yeah, and if maybe they could, because like New Mexico State's prob maybe a win. It's at home, so that's helpful a little bit. But New Mexico State's usually pretty good, and I love Long Beach State because they're all playing that pyramid, the pyramid arena out there. It's pretty cool, and they always have a decent team playing the Big West. So, and who knows about San Diego State because they're whatever Southland Conference. This is schedule you want for a new head coach, right? For a, it to make sure your team is somewhat successful.
0: Yeah, because you should be able to gather some wins while also playing quality competition. And then I also like how their home and road games are set up. They have a test at Colorado that should be a a bit of a tough one. Long Beach State is usually good. But then you also have home matchups against some quality opponents with New Mexico State, Arkansas, um, and also Montana State all coming to Fort Collins. So those are three quality matchups right there that probably won't be favored to win, maybe against Montana State, but... Uh, it still gives the home fans an opportunity to see the new team against some quality competition.
1: Definitely. So when we get to league play, we're not going to go through league play, but they start off like it's going to be pretty – well, we'll get to UNLV and who knows what they're going to be. But the schedule starts off – it's it, it's it's normal schedule. I was trying to trying to find some hyperbole to say it's great, it's awesome, it's terrible. But it's – what do you expect? It's uh, – at UNLV will be – on their same level at Fresno it'll be tricky Air Force fine New Mexico tricky Utah State tricky it's a back and forth schedule where I don't really see it too much of a stretch maybe that New Mexico Utah State Nevada Fresno well here's their stretch you look out for that mid-January stretch end of the year or the beginning of the year mm-hmm. so they got yeah. 12th to 29th they have they're two, two on the road three at home but it's New Mexico Utah State at Nevada Fresno and Boise that could be the start of a long losing streak for them potentially it could be or it
0: could be a chance for the team to come together and build a better stretch run because then it starts to um I guess rotate a little bit they have a home game against San Jose on ESPN 2 in February which will be a a good matchup Mm -hmm. um but I I think overall the schedule is probably what you would want to see out of Colorado State in a first year head coach because you have a, a few tests and some challenges here and there but Overall, there's definitely an opportunity for CSU to stack a few wins together.
1: There are, and then even when I mentioned that stretch, though, it's not like um, well, I think New Mexico's gonna be pretty good, but Utah State's not great, but it's a road game, and Fresno Boise aren't what they were last year, and so those are those are games where it's they're probably not gonna win, but it's not gonna be something they're gonna be uh, severe underdogs because they're a team. Right. I think with I like who they have coming back, even though like you said they lost those. What, almost all the prior end of the season games outside of that Spartans' uh, victory, they're a team like where they could be at. I get because I put them ninth. Okay, I'll say that right now. I put them ninth in the conference. They're a team where they're not going. They may not be as bad as you think being ninth overall, because I think I'm still liking that, the, the amount of experience they have back, and that can offset playing, say UNLV, who has a bunch of new guys coming back, or Utah State loses like you know, when we talked about, or Boise losing like Hutchinson or Wyoming losing Hayden Dalton, or even they'll beat San Jose State, but those type of guys on those teams that are gone. They have a core back, and that could offset teams that might be better than them. And so that's why, even though I put them ninth, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I probably should put them higher, but I'll stick with it because it's easier to do that and not change. (laughs) But I'm betting, look at their schedule. I'll, I'll say this right now. I bet that Fresno State, Boise State game at home, they might be able to win both of those.
0: They could, and another thing to keep an eye out is if CSU comes out firing and they win their first four or five games of their, I don't know, maybe start four and one, five and one, I think the fan base will really get behind Medved and what's going on because with the way the season ended last year in Yusufishi, I just know that the fans want to see uh, some new blood there in Fort Collins, and if Medved appears to be turning things around quickly, you have – a number of players that these fans love, especially Nico Carvaccio, um, that put, form a, a pretty solid rotation. So I think that uh, if things start off nicely for CSU, it could uh, blend into conference play, and you could see Colorado, so Colorado State rise up the Mountain West ladder quite a bit.
1: It could be. And if that schedule starts nice, like you think it could be, that Arkansas game could be a pretty big crowd at home. Mm-hmm, definitely. Because they got those... We already mentioned tournament games. they are on the road for the SIU game. On the road to the Buff games, which maybe they'll show up there. Some do, but if they, especially if they beat Colorado, which is maybe I don't know, there's a small chance. But if they're still sitting at what six and two, six and three at that point, and they won, beat Colorado, and maybe some decent teams or just winning. Plus, it's the first big game of home year, the home game year, also at home, because whatever, whatever you want to say, Southern Illinois. Come on. They play Montana State, Pine Bluff, who cares? This will be a game, even if they're not very good, there'll be people showing up to this game because, hey, we're playing Arkansas. It'll be an added bonus if they have like four to seven wins. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So where do you where, tell people where you have them finishing then.
0: I have Colorado State finishing sixth this year, and I, I did have them fifth, but I, I guess we'll leave the other team out of the discussion for the time being. But there is a bit of a concern with how they finished last year, and we obviously discussed – um, Eustachie at the end of his tenure and how things got a little bit hectic. I still want to see what Colorado State does with the guard positions, whether it's Anthony Vicentin Bonner starting at point guard, if it's J.D. Page, who was injured and suspended at the end of the year. There are some question marks there, but bring back Nico Carvacho, who's a double-double uh, double guy night in and night out, and Chris Martin could be one of the better newcomers in the year. I would, I'd be surprised if Colorado State finished much worse than 7th or 8th knowing Medved's background and the, the veteran experience that Colorado State has this year.
1: So is that going to be good enough to get them to any postseason tournament?
0: It might get them to one of the the C starting uh, tournaments, CBI or CIT. <laughs> I don't think that they get to the NIT this year, but if they do get a postseason, um, a post-season bid, I think they should take it up. Regardless? I think so. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for these players. And, I mean, they could be pretty solid the following year as well. So I think whenever you have a first-year head coach, you should probably take up one of those opportunities.
1: Uh, I agree. Like I remember with, a, yeah, geez, with Eric Musselman, Nevada. They took the, yeah. They won the CIT, was it? The CBI, CBI yeah. They won that, one CNIT, now NC tournament. And now they're hoping for a whole lot more this year. So not that that trajectory is going to happen. But I think anytime you get more basketball with a new group, a new coach, take it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's very few
0: circumstances when when you should decline one of those events, but um yeah, if if CSU can punch out a CBI or a CIT berth out of out of this season, maybe get around to 15-17 wins, I think that will probably be a fairly successful start to Medved's tenure in Fort Collins.
1: All right, so do you have uh we're not going to do win projections cuz basketball is unwieldy for that. Any <laughs> right. any notes we need to add about this uh CSU Rams team we missed?
0: Um, I guess the first first thing to note is Anthony Bonner. Now will be going by Anthony Massinton Bonner, which I just referenced. Um, Massinton, I believe, is his uh, the name of the last name of his mother, and so he's he changed his name. So you'll recognize that um, early on this year. J.D. Page, we'll we'll see back after his injury and suspension, starting a, a clean slate now with a new head coach. Zoe Tyson is. Now, I believe, reportedly healthy. He missed all of last year with an ankle injury. Really good Juco athlete who should add to the CSU front court. So there's quite a bit of, I almost said palpable buzz. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: No.
0: I'm not going to do it. You're off the <laughs> um, but, like that. I said, there's a lot of quality veteran uh, players on this team. And I think CSU should be able to bring fans back into Fort Collins pretty easily this year if everything goes all right.
1: Alright, let's hope that's the case. So I got Nico Medvin, new head coach, new new excitement, hopefully in town. Show up for some games, folks. Head to our Nico's game. on
0: the team. How often does that happen?
1: I know. Come on. Go go support those guys. <laughs> All right, so here's the, I guess the plan going forward. Just subscribe to our feed, Blog Talk Radio, Tune In Stitcher, uh, Spreaker as well. Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast, download the show, subscribe. We will have more basketball shows probably sooner than later because we're behind schedule. Because we're busy, right? We got stuff going on.
0: We are busy, yes.
1: So look yeah. for more shows. Uh, look for more basketball content. We're doing our top twenty-five countdown. We'll have some. I guess we'll do. You got Media Day, aren't you? Isn't it next week? You're going to be there. Should we tell people yeah, now? Yeah, I will. It is October 11th, right?
0: October 16th.
1: Oh, 16th. Wait. Oh, I guess 11th was that the final email deadline or something?
0: It was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <How laughs> that's what
1: that was. So that's a week and a half. So it's a, a week, basically. Yeah, basically a week from. By the time you listen to us, it'll be next week. I'm assuming the 16th. So check out Eli. He'll do some good stuff down there. We'll have to figure out a plan to have some fun with it and get some good content, talk to some coaches and whatever players are down there. We'll list that as well, but keep subscribing. We will do, do we, are we going to do San Jose state next? Is that the decision is since I just blurted the name out?
0: Yes. yeah. San Jose state will be our, our third preview.
1: We'll do that uh, shortly. I don't know when, but it'll be soon. So That's keep right. keep listening folks. <laughs> and we'll, yeah, we'll see you next time here and check us out. MWR.com. Um, go check out Becker, Betker underscore Eli. Uh, easy trick a life hack if you will go to our MWC Wire Twitter account and find Eli's Twitter handle under there and he'll retweet the show and basketball stuff so if you search any bet college basketball his name will probably pop up right? Yeah that's right if
0: you have something good to say I'll uh, I'll definitely have a conversation with you gladly but if, uh, if you're here to just talk about why the fifth guy off the bench for San Jose is going to average 10 points and I don't know if uh, I'm going to pick up the phone
1: that's the yeah, we we cover the league overall. We may not go that deep, but also if you're crazy, we're probably just gonna ignore you.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair.
1: If the fifth guy in the bench for San Diego State has a great story about something, that's something different than saying <laughs> he'll score twenty points a game. But uh, I mean, humor is always welcome as well. So yeah, we, yeah, we like that fun. We don't take ourselves serious too serious. Mm-hmm. We yeah. do on this, but on Twitter it's for fun, right? That's right. All right, we'll see you next time, folks, and keep listening for more about basketball. Mell I soups till next time.